Welcome to the Humans Under Grace Bible Study Podcast. We're getting ready to have an old-fashioned line-on-line, precept-on-precept study of God's Word to search out those deeper truths and gain a greater understanding of the Bible. We would love for you to join us today as we dig in and learn what it is God would truly have us to know from His letter that He wrote to us. All right, God bless you and welcome into this episode of the Humans Under Grace Bible Study. We're going to be picking it up in Genesis chapter 24 today. You might remember in Genesis 23 that Sarah died and naturally Abraham was was very heartbroken over this. And he went down and he talked to Ephron and he bought this cave from him uh, in Machpelah. And Ephron wasn't wanting to sell it to him because he said it's only 400 shekels. It is, it's no big price. You know, what is that between the two of us? But Abraham insisted that it go through as a, a true purchase, that he got, you know, the title and he did everything right on that. And the importance of that is still to this day in Hebron, there's a, a cave called the Cave of the Patriarchs, and it's believed to be that tomb that still holds uh, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, and uh, Rebecca, and Rachel, I believe. <clears throat> so anyway, as we pick it up here in 24, Abraham's getting uh, on up in age now as well, and Isaac's still not married. So we're going to see how this starts to play out and how Rebecca comes into the picture. So we ask for that clarity and understanding from our Father in Jesus' name. Chapter 24, verse 1. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had, had blessed Abraham in all things. At this point, he's about 140 years old. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. <clears throat> so what he's saying here, first of all, this put thy hand under my thigh, what this is doing, this is a an old custom, and basically it's swearing on the future generations. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of like saying, you know, you swear on your children to do this. And so it's a very... Uh, important oath, I guess you could say. And so to go back to the country where he came from, this is or to the country of his people, this is go back to Haran where Tira died. And because he don't want his children, he don't want Isaac to intermingle with the Canaanites. You remember, they, they are not, they, they mixed up with the Nephilim, and they are, you know, going against God's will because that's the fallen angels that have come down there mixed with them. That's Satan's attempt to snuff out this perfect genealogy from Adam to Christ. And so he don't want to get tangled up in that. He knows the importance of his genealogy and the generations after him. So he wants to make sure to keep that line clean. Verse 5, And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me into this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou not bring my son thither again. Now he also don't want Isaac to go to this place because 
the Haran that they're talking about here, or, or they're going to say Mesopotamia here in a minute, but where that is, it's on the outskirts of the Babylonian Empire, and they worship all kind of different deities, mainly a moon god. And so he don't want them getting. He, he don't want Isaac to get up there and start drawing the customs of these people. He wants to be sure that he's setting a good example and stays true to God, and therefore continuing to bring the blessings of those of this genealogy who that God promised would bless the entire world one day, and through Christ he did. Verse seven, the Lord God of heaven which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that sware unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. We shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. So he's saying right here, I have faith in God. Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the, the faith chapter, and it really plays into showing how much faith Abraham had. And through faith, Abraham was called friend of God. Verse 8, And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my son thither again. So if he goes up there and he finds a woman, but she won't come back, well, then he did his job. He can come back and be cleared. Verse 9, And the servant put his hand under, his, under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swear to him concerning that matter. So he took this oath. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all that the good for all the goods of his master were were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, unto the city of Nahor. And remember, Nahor is Abraham's brother. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water, at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day, and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, Drink, and I will give the camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. What this is showing here is that Abraham has extremely strong faith, great faith. And that faith has obviously rubbed off on this servant because this servant has great faith as well. And he's showing that by saying, obviously you've appointed a woman here. Now, if you will, just do this. That way I know which woman I need to be taken back to Isaac. 15. And it came to pass before he had done speaking, that quick, before he was even through, that behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her head. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, Neither had any man known her, and she went to the well and filled and filled her pitcher and came up. <clears throat> and the servant ran to meet her, and said, "Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher." And she said, "Drink, my lord." And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him a drink, she said, "I will draw water for thy camels also, until they have done drinking." 
That's exactly what this servant had asked God to provide for him. To the, that was that kind of code, I guess you could say. Verse 20, And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again into the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. She didn't, she didn't meander down there. She didn't take her time. She ran and drew this water. And the man, wondering at her, held his peace, to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. Now, she said exactly what he had asked God to put basically the words in her mouth. So, not exactly sure why it's prosperous or not. Obviously, this is the one. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold. And said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee. Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? She said, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor. Now, he's going to know Abraham's family, and he's going to know that Nahor is Abraham's brother. So he's right here. He's picking. He's right in the right genealogy to be able to bring her back. She said, Moreover unto him, we have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. His prayer had been answered. And now at this point, all, it, all that's left is to bring her back as long as she'll go. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who have not left me, who have not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. And the damsel ran and told them of her and told them of her mother's house these things. And Rebekah had a brother, and his name was Laban. And Laban ran out unto the man uh, unto the well. Now we're going to hear a lot more of Laban here in just uh, in, in starting about chapter 28. He's the one that kind of gave Jacob the runaround. And we'll get to kind of know his character a little better. Verse 30. And it came to pass when he saw the earring and the bracelets upon his sister's hands. And when he had heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, saying, Thus spake the man unto me, that he came unto the man, and behold, he stood by the camels at the wall. Now he saw that gold, he saw those shiny things. Well, he was interested. He, he was down there real quick. He wanted to go meet this guy that, that brought all these gifts. And he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord, wherefore standest thou without? For I have prepared the house and room for the camels. So see, he did all this. Here he is. He, oh, man, he saw those, that earring, that bracelet, and here he goes. He's fixing to treat this dude real nice. He's going to get on his good side. And the man came into the house, and he ungirded his camels, and gave straw and provender for the camels, and water to wash his feet, and the men's feet that were with him. And there was set meat before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have told mine errand. And he said, Speak on. And he said, I am Abraham's servant, and the Lord has blessed my, blessed my master greatly, and he is become great. And he hath given flocks, and he had given him flocks and herds, and silver and gold, and men servants, and maid servants, and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare him a son, bare a son to my master, when she was old, and unto him hath he given all that he hath. Now, you know, Laban, them dollar signs are just ringing up over there in his head. He's listening to this, and he's thinking, oh, man, looky here. My sister's, you know, he, he's got 
his eye on my sister, and he's got all this land down there, and his master's just rich as anything, just been blessed, and he's going to give it all to his son. Oh, yeah, we got to make this deal work. we got to do something here. That's, that's just too many dollar signs to let loose. And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my father's house and to my kindred and take a wife upon my son, or unto my son. And I said to my master, Peradventure the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way. And thou shalt take a wife from my son of my kindred and of my father's house. Then shalt thou be clear from this my oath when thou comest to my kindred. And if they give not thee one, thou shalt be clear from my oath. And I came this day unto the well and said, O Lord of my master Abraham, if now thou do prosper my way which I go, behold, I stand at the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin cometh forth to draw water, and I say to her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water of thy pitcher to drink, and say to me, Both, both drink thou, and I will also draw for thy camels. Let the same be the woman who the Lord hath appointed out of my master's son. And before I had done speaking in my heart, wasn't speaking out loud, but as he basically, you could say, he was silently praying over here. Behold, Rebekah came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down into the well and drew water. And I said to her, Let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste and let down her pitcher from her shoulder. And she said, Drink, and I will give thy camel's drink also. So I drank, and she made the camels drink also. And I asked her, and said, Whose daughter art thou? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom milk a bear unto him. And I put the earring upon her face, and the bracelets on her hands. And I bowed down my head, and worshipped the Lord, and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. Now, this is also showing that just as soon as this prayer was answered, he didn't hesitate. He bowed down and worshiped God right then. He gave thanks. He was appreciative. Verse 49. And now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. If not, tell me. That I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing proceedeth from the Lord. We cannot speak unto thee good or bad. So what they're saying is, obviously God has this set up. We can't tell, we can't interfere with that. If it's God's will, that's what's going to, that's what's going to happen. Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord hath spoken. Now, at least they have enough sense here to acknowledge that they can't go against God's will. We find out in I believe it's chapter 29, 30, that they worship several different gods here. They have idols and, and their own altars and all that kind of stuff. And But at least they have, you know, the, the, the sense to know that God spoke, so you may as well just do what he wants. There's no fighting against it. And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard these words, he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth again. As soon as he heard the words, he praised God. He gave thanks. Verse 53. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah, 
And he gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. And they did eat and drink, he and the men that were with him, and tarried all night. And they rose up in the morning, and he said, Send me away unto my master. And her brother and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days at least, ten. After that she shall go. And he said unto them, Hinder me not, seeing the Lord hath prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. So you've already said, you know, this was God's will that this was going to happen. Let's just, let's go ahead and, and get it going, you know. Let, let me get on back. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire at her month, at her mouth. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. She's ready to go. And they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. And Rebekah arose and her damsels, and they rode upon the camels and followed the men. And the servant took Rebekah and went his way. And Isaac came forth and came from the way of the well, Lahiroi, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to, to meditate in the field at the eventime, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, Behold, the camels were coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off her, candle, her camel. She's ready to go meet this guy. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah, and she became his wife. And he loved her, and Isaac was, com was comforted after his mother's death. So you see here, this whole thing, Abraham and the servant, and even Laban and Bethuel and Rebekah, they inquired of God through this entire thing to make sure that they were staying in His will, that they were not going about their own business, but to make sure that it's such an important thing that this genealogy was passed down precisely the way God wanted it to be, that God's hand was on this the entire time. And every step of the way, they were praying, and they were praising and they were asking God for guidance. And that's what we should do. You know, a lot of times people wonder, oh, well, I wonder, you know, the, the way the world is today, you know, it's, it's getting worse and worse. And I wonder if the human race is doing, you know, what they're supposed to be doing. Well, the best we can do is pray to stay in God's will, that he will lead us, guide us, direct us, that he will put our feet on the path that he would have us to choose to, to go down. And, I mean, you can't, that is such a great example with this servant in how to do that. He guided him every step of the way. Chapter 25, verse 1. Then again, Abraham took a wife, and her name was Keturah. And she bare him Zimram, and Jokshan, and Medan, and Median, and Ishbak, and Shuah. So these names are going to become important, especially whenever you get to talking about the Midianites and the Medianites. 
later in Exodus and such. That's one reason that... So at one point, Moses is leaving, you know, they're, they're wandering in the wilderness and they come across the land of the Midianites. And Moses asked them, hey, can we go through? And they said, no, you need to go around. And they got a little mad about that. You know, they didn't want to have to do that. But God told them, hey, that's your brethren. That's your kin folks. They all came out of Abraham. So just ease on about your business. There's no, no need for a family scuffle out here. Verse 3, And Joksan begat Sheba and Dedan. And the sons of Dedan were Asherim and Letushim and Le- Leumim. And the sons of Midian were Ephaph and Ephra and Hanok and Abida and Eldah. All these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac, but unto the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac his son while he yet lived eastward unto the east country. So he didn't want them, you know, Isaac was the one that this this seed was promised through. And so Abraham didn't want to risk anything influencing Isaac out of the way of God's will. Verse 7, And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived, and a hundred and threescore and fifteen years, a hundred and seventy-five years. Then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years. And he was gathered to his people, and his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave in Machpelah, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar, the Hittite, which is before Mamre. And that's the same cave that we were talking about earlier that is the cave of the patriarchs, is what it's known as today. And and they have, uh, it's a pretty neat looking deal. They, 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 they made, a, made, a, made a spectacle out of it. You can look it up. Verse 10. The field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heth, there was Abraham buried and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass after the death, and it came to pass after the death of Abraham, that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt by the well, Lahoi Roy, Roi. Now these are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's handmaid, bare unto Abraham. Now there's some pretty neat uh, parallels between Abraham and Ishmael. Verse 13, And these are the names of the sons of Ishmael by their names according to their generations. The firstborn of Ishmael was Nebijoth and Kedar and Advil and Mibsam and Mishma and Duma and Masa and Hadar and Tima, Jitar, Nafish and Kedima. These are the sons of Ishmael and these are their names, by their towns and by their castles, twelve princes according to their nations. Well, now that's, that's a coincidence there because Isaac also had twelve children. They were the patriarchs of Israel. <clears throat> Isaac, Jacob had twelve children, excuse me. And these are the years of the life of Ishmael, an hundred and thirty and seven years. And he gave up the ghost and he died and was gathered unto his people. And they dwelt from Hivala 
unto Shur, that is before Egypt, and goes, and thou goest as thou goest towards Assyria. And he died in the presence of all his brethren. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac. And Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah to his wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian, of Padan Aram, the sister to Labian, the Syrian. Now, just by them saying the Syrian, that don't mean that they were not Adamic people or, or kin to Abraham. Well, that ju- it just means that they lived in that region of Syria. So it's like to be a citizen of the U.S. doesn't mean that you don't have ancestry from somewhere else. That's, that's all that they're saying there is that that was the region they lived in. Verse 21. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because, he was bar- because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire the Lord. So that she's having twins here. And apparently it's a pretty rough pregnancy. She, she knows something's not right. Verse 23. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manners of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. And we have prophecy there straight from God that the elder will serve the younger. Now this is getting into Jacob and Esau, and everybody comes down pretty good on Jacob. But God said right here that Esau was going to serve him. Verse 24, And when her days were to be delivered, were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red all over, like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And Esau means red. 26, And after that came, out, came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. So he he was Jacob was was contending from the beginning. He had a hold of Esau's heel, he wasn't letting him get away. He was right there with him. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebekah loved Jacob. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. So Esau's been out there hunting, and he didn't, he didn't catch him anything this day. And Jacob's in there. He's done got him this big old bowl of uh, lentils, I guess you could say. And, man, it just, it just smelt good on the old Esau. Verse 30, And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore, his name was called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. Now, a birthright is a very, very important thing. You know, that is basically the title of everything. If you, your birthright is, you know, you're supposed to respect that. And so Jacob's telling him, If you're really that hungry, just sell me your birthright. Verse 32, and Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright be to me? Huh. He, he obviously don't care a whole lot about it. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. 
Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Now, a lot of people come down real bad on Jacob and Rebekah over what's going to happen where a little, little subtlety, kind of little, little covert action happened. And, and, you know, obviously Isaac did not know about this covenant right here, this, this oath, this contract that they just went in. And so he was going to bless Esau with the birthright. And Esau was going to take it, even though he had just sold it to Jacob right here. Everybody comes down pretty hard on Jacob. Oh, you you know, he went in there and he tricked his dad and he, you know, he undercut his brother. No, he, he bought it outright. So he was in the right. And more than that, God promised Rebekah that Esau was going to serve Jacob. So we see it all unfolding right here. All right, well, we'll stop there for the day. We'll pick it back up in chapter 26. God bless y'all, and have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Humans Under Grace Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, you can go to our website at www.humansundergrace.com and under the Contact Us page, submit your question. Also, you can write to us at Humans Under Grace, P.O. Box 1467, Tatum, Texas, 75691. Thank you, and God bless you.